It is Thursday, the 16th of July, 2020, and this is episode 378 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. It's going to be a good one. It's got to be. Three is the magic number and 78 is my motor racing number. So it's definitely a good one. Hello, Ian. Uh, good evening, Chris. I'm more thinking that in 25 minutes time, I'll hear an ice cream van. Well, maybe as well. Yes, that has been. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Thing. I won't hear that. I've got noise cancelling headphones on, so I won't hear it. You'll just have to let me know when it goes by. I, I just know for, for a few summers that was a common thing. And I think just recently we've been messing around with times and not really doing it at this time. And there's a good chance that I'll, I'll hear the dulcet tone. Around seven o'clock, so keep yep. tuned for more. <laughs> uh, don't tune into Twitter, though. That's full of rubbish, isn't it, right now? So major Twitter hack uh, gone on yesterday. I think this all broke. And uh, yeah, so basically it started off with a tweet going out. I think it started off on Elon Musk's um, Twitter handle. And it said basically hey i'm feeling generous giving back to the community i'll double anything that you send to this bitcoin address uh, and it was from his account um and and he went out and and immediately that sort of sparked up uh some some questions around whether this was legit uh and then uh, basically it turned over the course of several hours more and more accounts prominent accounts uh started tweeting out this same or variations on this same twitter um tweet asking people to send money to a bitcoin account and um yeah it turns out twitter actually as a company has been hacked or got hacked they say socially engineered so against uh tax against their employees and uh and they say a, a, an admin tool was used on their systems to actually yeah effectively tweet on behalf of all these accounts uh, and they have been scrambling for the past uh well, 24 hours, 48 hours probably coming on now to try and recover the situation. So they've been doing all sorts of things like totally stopping tweets from people with blue ticks uh, going out. They prevented people from doing this, that and the other with all their accounts. They've removed access to tools and removed access to APIs and all sorts. Um, uh, it does seem like they may have got things a bit more back under control now, but not after a whole heck of uh, stuff had gone down. Yeah, yes. So... Uh, Weirdly, and people, you might sit there and go, that is weird. But I, I watched this unfold and I found it quite fascinating because I was catching up on Twitter just before going to sleep last night. And uh, you're right, the first one I saw people retweeting was Musk. And at the time, I thought, he's, he's daft enough that he might do something like that. You know, Yeah, it did sound almost you know half crazy enough that he would be something he does. Some of the stuff he tweets, you are yeah. like, he's he's obviously in the weed tonight because he's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's tweeted something. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> And then people were like, you know, quite, there was people like, he's hacked, this is a hack. And I think it then disappeared. And then a different one came up, just slightly different. And then it was um, Bill Gates. And it's, as soon as you started like, seeing you know, Bill Gates, there was Barack Obama, and there was a couple others, you're like, wow, this is, this is quite, quite the hack. Um, and then things like, you know, Joe Biden, you know, so presidential candidate. And you're like, wow, yes, yeah, so it sort is... of became clear that it wasn't just username, password, you know, uh, guessing stuff. This is this is a fundamental hack. And actually, as Twitter said, 
this is actually people using their own employees against them and we don't know the details of that yet but then then allowing whether it's the actual employees themselves or access given inside the organization to these admin tools exist so i i went to bed i I told you just before we started woke up Mm. at three ish and you know, did, did went to the toilet, did did, did the daft thing. It's like, oh, I wonder if the, wonder what happened there, and and opened up opened up Twitter to see like you know nine hundred tweets, you know three times the normal, and I was like, something's going down, and it was just seeing it unfolding and everybody guessing, you know, what's going on, and then and, and it wasn't just individuals, you know, Apple, Uber, you know, other big American companies, um, all all tweeting the same thing, all to the same Bitcoin address. People and because Bitcoin's open like that, you can see and, and they were saying, Hold on, forty thousand pound or dollars is now against that account. And by the end of it it was a hundred thousand, you know, dollars. Um t- people speculating is because we've seen it before, but it's been a third party app has been hacked and and whoever's been using those apps is then mm-hmm. allow you know it's, it's it's authenticating back and 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 allowing them to tweet, um. But it, it was apparent it wasn't it wasn't a third party app that was doing this, and people did start speculating quite easily. This feels like somebody's got Twitter backend access, um. And I've 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 never seen it before, but so many people shut, you know, Twitter just shut down. You are, how are you going to stop this? And then, and and I think this is the bit that's quite serious about this so this was done for it looks like financial gain there is and i've and i've copied there's a couple articles i've pasted in there's a kind of bbc one that talks about who else was done Kanye west kim kardashian and you know mike bloomberg uber apple quite a few others um but the what it feels now is as you said they've, they've had access so whether they've hacked an individual or whether it's been a a rogue insider who's given out access that's no, nobody knows but um screenshots of the of an internal tool has has been shared and as a hacker who goes by the handle kirk um is seemingly making the claims around this um i mean they've done it for a financial game but the the i guess what the pennies drop for a lot of people is this this could have triggered so much more yeah, if it wasn't just, or if it's even been done and people just haven't noticed it's even you know, been so done what, before. What would have happened if, you know, he had, he or she had targeted, you know, prominent white, you know, accounts uh, honestly, instead, hit the streets people? It's time to, it's time to, you know, do whatever. What if it was prominent black people and they said, you know, people hit the streets, it's time Any to Any situation fight where you can effectively put words into someone else's mouth, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and um, it could be all sorts of different things. You look, and and what what it, what what is what it's caused people to question as well is the reliance on particularly um, politicians to use things like Twitter and Facebook as their broadcast medium. If it can't be secured, how can you trust it? How do you know you're listening to Trump? How do you know you're listening to Johnson? Well, ultimately, sometimes you're not in these cases anyway because they are missing through the PR. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but I guess, and you see it more in in America. You see, you know, I endorse this advert. You know, so it's it's an advert for Biden, and I endorse this message kind of thing. And that's been, you know, you hear that phrase all the time. In some ways, you can assume that from, yeah, tweets from Ten Downing Street. Somebody's signed off on it. No, no doubt about it. It's a really bad day for Twitter. uh, It's huge, uh, and and it just shows that you know. 
these organizations need to run things and they probably do need to have access and tools but it's how then do you when you're growing and how do you make sure that all those security layers are in place as you scale and all those things but yeah bad news for twitter I, I, and and it just also calls into question then but the, and, and i always used to poo poo it but some people used to you know and still do say social tools like twitter and facebook they really need to be under some sort of you know, government control. There needs to be something that allows them to authenticate to the level that says, if you're going to use me as a broadcast medium and a news medium, you need to authenticate. I mean, we talked to blue ticks. The blue ticks were turned off. You could not tweet or, or do anything with a blue tick account last night. Um, and it was amazing seeing that, but they could retweet. And people were, <laughs> and I didn't even know these services existed. So, so one of the accounts I follow put up individual letters, A to Z, so that people could tweet out messages by retweeting the different letters of what they wanted to say. There's an, a there's a Twitter account. I think it's something like called like Every English Word or something. And people were which is fine, that. but that seems a bit desperate. I mean, if you can't put up with not having Twitter for a couple of hours, I think. Well, the issue was um, so like services like BBC News couldn't tweet. Mm. You know, NBC News couldn't tweet, and this is how they do breaking news now. And they mm. couldn't tweet. So people were, and it turns out lots of these companies had thought about this and had backup accounts. And they were using the backups accounts to be retweeted by the official account. And it, it just showed, you know, Twitter obviously in, you know, trying to limit damage or shutting off what they could to limit damage, but kill, still keep a service going. Um, they need to respond quickly as to exactly what happened. And it's also because these these screenshots of tools are, are, are kind of you know out in the world now people are now questioning does this allow an employee to see dms does it allow an employee to easily you know tweet a message on somebody's behalf and you know, like you said how do you know even if it's for you know account's got a million followers how many people would see a really damaging tweet and then it just disappears mm-hmm. and then and then would act upon it they have they have got a lot to answer there you go um youtube is answering some of its critics it's shutting down white supremacist channels that have been on its platform um so effectively they are ramping up they've seen the the kind of backlash against other platforms especially around the advertising dollar um going missing um and as ever there seems to be it doesn't matter what governments say it doesn't matter what people say it's as soon as the advertising um th- gets threatened that they actually do the do act and and youtube seems to be no different in that respect and now it's taking action against accounts that it say are spreading hate hate speech um other people might just say i'm sitting here saying finally I, i'm chuckling again at rereading this because you know you've got david duke formerly the ku klux klan richard spencer a u.s white supremacist credited with coining the term alt-right and he's claimed on Twitter that he was appealing the decision and called the suspension a systemic coordinated effort. Quite right, it's a coordinated effort to kick off racist scum like you. That's that. We've talked about this before. I mean, uh, and, and oh. you know, when when you get to the actual fundamentals of the argument, you know, should should free speech be generic? And there's so many different arguments. It's it's far too wide to just be a discussion around shutting off one account or the other. Ultimately. Um, giving yeah it is you know if you're running a platform like this you don't want those kind of people on it and and that because that's what it comes down to 
ultimately though there are counter arguments around it just drives people underground it drives you know they don't stop talking the same uh, stuff they're talking they just do it in more you know even even though we had we've had social progression we still see in times like this when they get a little bit more uh, prominent and and actually get a bit more uh, sort of to the forefront it does it doesn't go away just because you just because you squish it doesn't stop it coming back it, it doesn't go away but i think i think twitter's proven slowly that deplatforming some of these voices does take away the it's almost like they have an imbalance of power yeah because you know and that 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 to me has to be done and also the, the thing i've never liked particularly probably more so on youtube and i'm just like because because and you maybe do see it in Twitter, but because I, I don't use the official clients as much, I, I'm, I'm not seeing it. But in Twitter, you've always got the, you know, watch next. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll like watch your racing stream and, and it'll show you other, you know, racing streams. But then based on what other people are watching, it'll, you know, there'll be some really bizarre old video there. And I'm like, what have I watched that's triggered that? Hmm. What have yeah. I watched that's brought that up? And, and I'm not saying this, this comes up, but it, it must be coming up for other people. Um, and I guess if you watch one of these videos, you'll see another three or four. Because I, as I said, I watched like you know your your virtual racing. I probably watched F one, and my whole right pain was almost just filled with you know virtual racing events. Yeah, it's kind of like the old. It's just where the algorithms and it's, it's easy easy picks, isn't it? It's a bit like when you on Amazon you bought you know a single item like a a washing machine on Amazon and then for the yeah. next yep. for the next six months you're getting Amazon for washing machines when actually because you've bought one you have no need for another washing machine thank you very much and it's a bit like it, that on YouTube but if you watch a topic um, it will bombard your you know your your stream so and it, actually I find that useful in a way you know sometimes it's nice to go and delve into another topic um and and see how far it goes kind of thing but but in other situations yeah you, you would just wanted to watch that video in peace and and then go back to your normal kind of viewing but yeah, yeah and, and i think uh, <clears throat> i think what we're seeing is that the you know so twitch banned trump i know it's i know he's been renewed but it was again it's hateful conduct and his, his posts on it um and we're seeing, I guess, what the you know that that, that campaign against Facebook around adverts spreading into their social media platforms. Just can um, can you believe that we're in a world nowadays where the president of the United States has to, has is even in the conversation around banning an account for hate speech and racist acts? Just uh, for me, it's just unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I was talking to um, old old host of the show for about ten minutes, Shaq. And, and one of my other work colleagues about this, and we we're all shocking. He said this, shocking. He said that. I still go back to when he, you know, his, his election campaign. He stood there, you know, mocking a disabled reporter. Well, and when like, he said I could shoot someone in the middle of the street and it wouldn't affect me, yeah. and all those kind of things. It's the weird bragging, weird, weird action. You know, keep all the Mexicans out. It's just strange. It's just anyway. I think it's a sad time we live in, but equally, uh, maybe some of these acts do redress that balance you know that that's the fact that they're given an extra big platform to make statements of these cases that you know disrupts the balance of um like if someone spouts i always liken it someone spouting nonsense down a pub all you're doing is affecting that pub environment and normally people get shut down in twitter you get that audience of millions of people around the world um, and this by shutting down these accounts is what i think is redressing that balance back to um, uh, certainly a much healthier normal. 
And, and I think something that Twitter I've talked about in the past, and I, I hadn't really thought about it until probably probably last year when they were when they were talking about you know hate speech, and um, the the retweet button, uh, while while really useful, is can be really you know a, a real dangerous weapon. You know, when somebody puts up a really, it's like you said, something a pub says it, it doesn't go anywhere. Yes. You know, it, it gets shouted down and it gets stopped. It might be a fight, whatever. That, but it's done. Whereas somebody saying something now gets retweeted every corner of the globe potentially. Yeah, and it turns you know, it turns what are should be small things into massive things as well. Yeah, and yeah. actually, for you know, for as much as it's nice to call out people who are constantly racist and uh, you know, it's also the same tooling is is used against. Uh, we've seen out of context scientist makes makes a one remark, uh, which in context is perfectly fine. Out of context retweets gets gets spread around the world, and that person loses a job. Um, and and not for any good reason other than they were the their the you know, the company they worked for was left with no alternative but to sack them even though out of, you know the the comment in context wasn't I can't remember the exact case that I'm referring back to but I just remember it was it was it was something anyway do you get the shock and awe of that headline that then it's everyone's convicted on the headline rather than the the article is is kind of my point there for good and bad anyway Facebook. Uh, is suffering more people have pulled their advertising bucks from facebook aviva and intercontinental intercontinental hotels group ihg they also shutting down we mentioned i think on the last podcast that there was a consortium of advertisers who had pulled the money uh facebook have come back and said look guys we're trying really really hard here we're we're up to 90 percent of our hate speech being removed uh, up from 23 percent. so aren't we great yes and actually I don't know how they prove that, but nevertheless, that those figures sound like they're in the right direction. I, I, I think, and I was going to say the same for the Google one. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll blend into this, you know, this topic. The we've seen it with YouTube. The the advertising dollars really do count. Just hundred um, percent. That's a, that's a place to target change. And um, we've yeah. seen it with YouTube countless times over the years. It's only when. You know, maybe like one of the you know a popular YouTuber says something wrong. It's only when the brands figure out that hold on, my brand's against that that bit of you know really toxic comment. They, they they're then saying YouTube, you need to do something. Yeah. That is my brand being tarnished because I'm associated with that guy saying something idiotic. Um, and we're seeing it with Facebook now. You know, the the even even pausing for a month, which I know doesn't sound much, but it's it's I think it's enough to say you need to be doing something or be seen to be doing something. Well, immediately we've seen change happen, so it, yep. it has made a difference already. Um, so e-scooters are about to make a, 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 a an appearance around our towns and cities. Um, so the idea being that, uh, well, the idea was that well, <laughs> when we went into lockdown and saw how, how quiet all the streets were, hey, aren't scooters a better way of getting around? Um, and they have decided yes. And they're going to give sort of exceptions to the, the the ruling currently is that if you have one of these e-scooters, you must tax it and, and insure it and, and and all those kind of things to, to before you can um, have it on the road. Uh, and now they're saying they're going to give exceptions to that for certain companies so that they can offer these services so you can hire them uh, and use them to use to get around your kind of last, you know, they're saying these are sort of the last, one and a half miles something like that um they've got some restrictions around it um and they're saying that it's say covered has sort of highlighted that this might be a really nice way of of reducing pollution and increasing um sort of public people not being on public transport yeah i i want to see finally i don't know it might end up in a mess with because i think there's um it's all the crazy names bird bolt line zip (laughs) 
tier. <laughs> so they all have to be three or four letter names. Um, zip. <laughs> they, um, they're all talking about, um, you know, come to you. Can they've talked about it for years because the e-scooter thing was probably, what, big in the news three years ago, four years ago. Um, and it's kind of drifted away slightly. Um, apart from when you see the pictures of just all these abandoned scooters that were, you know, <laughs> you know everywhere. Um, I, I, and I don't know where it is, you know, your, your neck of the wood. So um, f for Glasgow, you know, lockdown hit. And, and I still remember the local areas were, were busy with people walking. I went into town and it was dead. There was mm. nobody there because the reason for being in town were shops, pubs and oh, offices. Yeah. All gone. Um, and, and what Glasgow's done, they've, they've taken a third of the part or the car parking spaces away, um, and they've um, and they're, they've extended. They've actually done. I'm trying to remember how many kilometres they've committed to, of of temporary bike lanes. You know, so really they, aggressively expanding those areas. And, and to me, and they talked about e-bikes. I'm surprised they've not as e-scooters. Sorry, I'm surprised they've not done something by now. The first one's Middlesbrough. So they have committed to doing it. Um, they've got 50 electric scooters. You can hire, if you're over 18, you can hire it with a full provisional driving license. Um, 11 mile an hour, £2 for 20 minutes. The problem with it is, for me, <clears throat> is that in order for that to be a success, it needs to be the only way of travelling around town. Or, you know, e-scooters e or bikes or whatever needs to be the only way of travelling around town or public transport. Um uh, but the problem comes when they also allow normal road traffic um, to suddenly it's not then the convenient place because everything is snarled up with cars rather than being a nice free flowing, you know, panacea of just people on bikes spewing nothing more than, you know, a gentle whir into the atmosphere. Um, that that went better in my head before I said it. But, no, you know. but, 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 but I get it. So, <laughs> no, I totally get it. And there's something about. I think there's something about, and that's why I had e-bikes. There's something about the scooters, but more something like e-bikes that I think it still feels like their time to shine is still to come. Um, you know, but someone's uh, got to take that brave thing to say you cannot yeah. come into our town in a car. Yeah. You cannot be a single per one person car and drive into the town. You have see, to do it the see, other way. See, even me, I'm, I've, I've got my car. It's sitting basically doing nothing right now, apart from one weekly shop. Even when I do. Some of the bigger shops locally, I'll, I'll just walk and carry two, three bags back because it's can't be asked for the car. Mm. Um, I've got no real appetite to, to head out any further at the moment. Um, and even at, again, my work's a ten minute drive. It's not. It's not a challenge. If I had a, a, an e-bike or an e-scooter, it'd be a doddle. In a truly, in a truly modern city, there sh there should be no need to have cars inside a, a truly modern city and it's been proved before but it, it just never happens because of the convenience of it all and people can't let it go but at some point we're going to have to and the only way to do that it's a bit like you know you wouldn't choose to live in a lockdown environment but everyone had to and actually in some respects there were some really nice things about lockdown uh, obviously some terrible stuff going on as well but nevertheless you know it was nice to be out in walking around without the fear of getting run over like i quite like running around during lockdown in that you could run on roads that you would never be able to run along and it was just just nice yeah <laughs> you know? so one of the mornings i was in i had two mornings where i just walked around town and i, I, I basically was the only person kind of walking around it was it was the spookiest thing yeah weird yeah and i remember like a, a guy cycling um in the middle of the road a bit, a bit opposing the traffic but he had free run of the city because there was nobody there and i remember him just kind of like waving at me because it was 
there was literally nobody there. For, it was... for me, some of those pictures of people in, say, London with, you know, at, this yeah, is yeah. midweek, and and you know they went to all the sites and as they're on their way to work or whatever, and there was just nothing there. So yeah, they, they they're the shots that will come back, and it'll be wow, that's weird. Oh, and that's why I went in because I, I I was like, I bet you I'm just going to walk around. There's nothing here, and another bit probably more positively, you know, no homeless. You know, yep. it was just like they'd all yeah, been. Yeah, magically we managed after. to solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but it feels like we're on a tipping point, and whether it's a two year, five year tipping point, that, that you know, the, the car ownership is going to change, short journeys are going to change. And even, th- you know, if they, so if somebody does nail um, like AI, instead of you having a car, you'll just order a car and it will come. I'm just, you know, I, I'm so sure. cynical about this. We, it, it, as, uh, as much just, as I'd like to think that is going to happen, it's just not. <laughs> So the reason, and the reason I'm saying two or five, I'm not saying it's like that comes overnight, but to me, the technology will be there in, say, five years' time, and then there's a slow journey that I think, you know, greenhouse gases, laws are going to come into force it. And I know it's going to be a challenge because we are such a car-driven... We won't do it until the night before the catastrophe, and even then we'll probably wait till the next morning. It, probably, but it's, it, it just feels like... All that stuff's accelerating. Yeah, yeah, it's De- definitely. It's definitely accelerating. I just, uh, I, they, we don't tend to make the right decisions at the right time. We tend to make no, the right I, decisions too late. Chris, as usual, you are more right than I am. But I just am. in my head, I'd like to think there's a time coming. I'd love it. Coming. I'd love there to be one. Don't get me wrong. I would love there to be one. But as I'm usual, just a cynical old donkey. No, as usual, you're right and I am wrong. We'll see in two years' time on this podcast. We'll have a review. Five. <laughs> Huawei 5G. They're not going to be allowed in the UK after all. Bye. So all this, <laughs> see ya. So all of this shenanigans toing and froing would Huawei be allowed inside our five G networks? Well, the government originally said yes, as long as they weren't in critical key component areas. Uh, and now, after pressure from the US, we are now saying no, they can't. And so by five G has so Huawei equipment has to be removed by twenty twenty seven. Uh, this is going to delay our 5G rollout, um, they reckon, by probably at least a year and probably more by the time they find. And surprise, surprise, the deals that were going to Huawei are now going to American firms. Um, again, my cynical mind is making taking control of my mouth right now. But nevertheless, yes, isn't that good? Um, exactly. And it's and it's just interesting that, that you know, obviously a lot of the a lot of the American issues were while we all came around when they were doing their China trade deal, you know, shenanigans. It's... Equally, having said that and being cynical about those decisions, you see China acting like dicks in many other places. So, in, you know, in Hong Kong, around other places around the world and just general acting up. Um, and I say acting up in a very arrogant way, but you know what I mean? They're causing problems and not really... And being back to old China, as I'd say, which is this... You know, acting nasty, and and we're definitely seeing that. So maybe it's the right call. We don't get to influence that call anyway. Uh, no, it's just ultimately it's just a, another flip flop mess. Yeah, it is a bit of it is a mess, <laughs> no yeah. doubt about it. And obviously, China will now do similar to the US in that they have already said that we are being noted for having made this decision, and we are now on a watch list. So yeah. And we probably uh, won't get five G. <laughs> between between that and Hong Kong, you know, we'll there's... be told that four four point five G is so much better than five G anyway. You don't want uh, all well, that fast stuff. It, and it, it does make you wonder because obviously five G is out there, but 
You know, is it, are you going to see services drop in places? They well, they've know? said that if if, you, if they can't find replacement component parts, which as the only reason that Huawei is so prevalent at the moment because they don't exist. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, in other news, this was a story from a long time ago. Apple uh, got, <laughs> or rather, I think Ireland got sued. Or I can't remember exactly what it was. Ireland got made to sue Apple for thirteen billion dollars. Is a probably billion euro. Um, for unpaid taxes now this was a case brought by the uh european union against uh apple uh and against it was very weird it was very weird how it was almost like ireland had to make this account and even though ireland kind of said we don't we we don't want to sue apple we're quite happy thank you Uh, and this was around unfair tax um unfair tax avoidance so they're saying that Apple effectively got state aid from Ireland by allowing them to headquarter in Ireland and then route all their operations through there where they weren't getting charged very much tax. And I think it all ended up being, by the amount of money coming through, uh, they were actually being charged 0.05% tax, um, which isn't very much. So the EU sort of got involved, other EU um, countries saying, this isn't fair. (laughs) We're making sales in our country, but because they're headquartered in Ireland in nothing but name, uh, we don't get any of that tax coming to our own country. Uh, obviously, Apple appealed it, and that di- it did get overturned. So the original ruling was that they would have to pay the thirteen billion, and that has been overturned due to insufficient evidence that this is the case. <laughs> I guess what'll be interesting. So this came out, I think it was about sort of four or five days ago. It was only three, four days ago. Um, but they've got 14 days to appeal to the, 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 the Supreme European Court. Um, so we'll see if they do to do that. I'm quite, I'm quite surprised because they seem so adamant that this was a, you know, on, on sure footing. But I guess it wasn't. Well, yeah, it depends. I guess it depends on who's, <laughs> which judge gets it and all those kind of things. And also the ramifications of it are quite serious in that you know how many people, you know, how many companies do we see that we operate or like your Amazon account, all out of Ireland. So many people used Ireland, and that's how Ireland generated its commerce. It was it was on a downturn until it realised that it could get some of this digital buck, and it did it by offering them these advantages. But the rest of Europe has come along and said that's not fair. <laughs> so, uh, and so whether they will get overturned, don't know, or whether people will leave it because it's just if you turn that stone over, I don't know what happens. I don't know what crawls out. The the whole digital. Digital, digital financing and spending, and you know what, what, what gets you know bought and sold in the UK, and then don't get the tax from it. You know, so Amazon famously pay basically zero every year. Yeah, and and there's and there's big discussions around that, and how do you solve it? And I think, I to, to be fair, I think that has moved up. It isn't now just about the uh legalistic what is right and as sorry the legalistic what's possible it is about companies doing what is a little bit more right for the companies and the countries that they operate within um so yeah sony has invested 250 million dollars in epic games epic games of unreal engine uh fortnite uh, uh they, and a number of other big things you know epic is, is a huge in the gaming industry and sony have bought a minority stake um yes and it was Epic that kind of did the tech demo that got us all smacking our lips for PlayStation 5 and yep. um, Xbox Series X and were paid. We're, we're, um, <laughs> how, do you, how would you feel if you were Microsoft right now? Uh, well, 
Well, it'll be interesting. So, so, so before, before Fortnite came out, they took, you know, it, I think it was Epic took a massive investment from a Chinese firm who were all, they were all around, um, you know, free games and freemium games and how to make money from them. And at the time, people were like, mm. and then you look at Fortnite and go, well, that was a pretty well, shrewd move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's Fortnite, and it's, you know, the, the, the late, I think it was, was it last one's edge, um, had a really good, maybe it was this one, so had a really good, like, you know, 10, 12 page breakdown of that, that tech demo, the good interview with Epic talking about that you know the technology in PlayStation 5 which is really allowing them to quickly you know stream so much content and it's just interesting that it's all around PlayStation it's all around Sony um it it does you know and and it's even and they do have comments like eh, this should work on the Xbox Series X and it amazes me that that they're seeing things like that and we're what 3 months 4 months from launch like I say I think Sony are playing a clever game as far as winning some of the marketing battle and and oftentimes that is what counts uh, yes and it's a week today so a week from now we should have seen the xbox's yeah. um xbox's big announcement um and already a little bit of controversy tonight because phil phil spencer spencer has come out and said the next two years of games um there will be no exclusives in the series x and that Which was is, that was kind of visible yeah. in way we saw that yeah. from all of the from all of the demos and the games we're seeing they're not exclusive yeah. and that and that makes you think so does that mean as a developer is having to target a seven eight year old console mm. because the xbox one came out 2013 wow it's amazing isn't it so are they having to target that as a whatever you do, you must work on it? And we've seen that. I mean, the PC PC generations have done that for years, yeah. where you can get an amazing looking game like you know a Battlefield Five, for example, with all the ray tracing support, and it'll work on a you know a much much lesser you know yeah. machine. So that doesn't mean you won't see stunning games, but it's it's but, but Sony are definitely saying no. These games are coming out exclusive to PlayStation Five. You want to play new spider-man you're going to have to buy a playstation 5 yeah i think it's almost it might be again one of those things where microsoft's just slightly ahead of the curve and to the mm. detriment maybe you know we'll see you next week i, yeah. I mean i think there's a lot riding on that for microsoft the hard I, i'm i'm I think with the hardware yeah I, i'm still sold just on their all their integration the fact that game passes all that so yeah i'm entitled in anyway yep flight simulator also coming along uh august do you, um august 18th um, you will be able to play this on uh, the Xbox Game Pass on PC, but it's not coming to actual Xbox uh, until a, well, an unspecified date. Uh, you can also buy it if you'd like. You can buy, there's a 60, uh, you can almost guarantee these will be sort of pound to pound conversions as well, but $60 standard edition. You've got a $90 uh, uh, deluxe edition. And then, a, sorry, that's a premium edition, and then deluxe edition is one hundred and twenty dollars. All effectively just with a bit more aeroplane content and a few more airports uh, modelled to a high spec uh, in, at each thing. Um, it, I, what I do think is interesting is that they've chosen not to do a day one release on the console, so that I guess they don't eat into the people who really want this on PC, uh, and therefore will pay additional bucks to do that because you're only going to get the standard edition even if you are part of the um, Xbox um, PC um, pass thing. 
and, and, and two things that I love. There's a, there's a European company that's done a deal to distribute it <laughs> on DVD. And it's 10 DVDs. And you Double-sided. Do, Double-sided. And you still need to do a download. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but quite, quite excited just, just how this reviews because... You know, it's what it's definitely one for like you know. I guess rose tinted glasses. Thinking back to what used to play, probably what more kids, teenage kind of years. That was the last time I certainly you know think a flight sim, and you know it was it was it was great. Um, but but it's it's back to you need to use your imagination because this might just be oh I'll fly from Glasgow to London. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was always the way. Doing. I mean, with the later versions of it, they did have some pretty good uh sort of missions yeah they had different scenarios and that kind of went through several phases and that was that was good um and so i'm sure they'll do some more of that but equally if they can just get a modern game with actual online support the old games were pretty ropey in their online support has to be said and and i guess if you're listening to this you've not you've not seen what this looks like you know jump on youtube and and find a 4k you know, uh, you know, video of it because there's been alphas and betas. I think the final closed beta, the, yeah, they're saying starting July 30th. So alphas have been out this year. They've been quite content to put out lots of content on it and it is jaw-dropping. Yeah, it does you know, look it's, good. The world engine looks really accurate. The weather model looks looks amazing. Yeah, and the planes um, just look solid as a rock, don't they? So. Yeah, it's just one of those that, that as soon as I saw it, and and I guess the, the, the second bit in my head is the, the reason they're saying, it, you know, consoles we'll talk about later makes me think they're going to do a this is a series x type game you know the the amount of data this has to stream to me sells that ssd yeah but then but then countered that with the phil spencer thing today saying if it comes out it has to work i'm like okay but maybe it's a real cut down version yeah yeah we will see one thing we are going to see on xcots game pass ultra is uh project x cloud coming as an extra feature for the existing price level so that'll allow you to play your xbox games um over different products basically so you could play your xbox games on a tablet if you like um and yeah done as an extra feature in a bit like amazon prime adds features to its services they've done the same with their ultimate which is kind of a good sign going forward really um yeah so more support on Android up till now. There's a limited test version on iOS devices in February. Um, it, it's again good, good, good to see. I, I think it's one of those. I I can't see me really taking advantage of it. But then the um, the latest iOS you know updates really do support the the you know Xbox and PlayStation pads really well. So you've got a really good controller, and it's like I just take the skin around and play play whatever. So nice. And also, we had Ubisoft um, coming out this week with, uh, they had their kind of, I think they called it Ubisoft Forward, which is their games release. But unfortunately, that got utterly, utterly um, sideswiped by a new story about um, sexual harassment uh, investigation inside the company and and another three executives being removed from position. Uh, So, you know, they've obviously got, (laughs) there's obviously something going on there that, and I don't know whether it was deliberately released to, to coincide with the event, but effectively the event was pre-recorded, um, so there was no mention of the, these issues going down on the event. But I, as a pre-recorded thing, I guess that's almost understandable. But yeah, I and to be fair, I haven't watched the event, so I, I can't even comment on that. But um, it certainly seems like Ubisoft has quite a lot of cleaning on the inside of their uh, organization to do. Uh, you, you, you're, you're, you're spot on. Just so you, you summarized it. The event was in the twelfth which was 
Monday? Sunday? Whatever. Um, <laughs> One of those I, can't, I can't work it out. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, for Sunday. Yeah, and and these these um the it, it started, there was a load of kind of tweets. I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday last week, and it got really amplified. Um, just and again going back to all the kind of Gamergate stuff, it was like, what's what's kind of coming out is some of these firms have real toxic environments, and um, they're almost left nowhere to go. And I mean, the people that went, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the junior managers or a, you know, a, you know, it's 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 top top. You know, top of the company type, second in command. You know, resigned yep. over this because clearly they were, because it wasn't. It wasn't just it was a bad place, but they'd, they, you know, people had complained and it was covered up because they didn't want to lose the talent. And it was like, yeah. wow, you've actually allowed that culture to, you know, manifest, yep. grow, fester, whatever you want to call it. It's, it was pretty disgusting stuff. And um, you're right. It, it, I think it just it killed the event. It's pre-recorded and, um. So everyone was talking about it, and, and every time it, the event was mentioned, it was obviously mentioned like we're doing now in conjunction yep. with all the other stuff that's going on in their, their world. Uh, you know, and they are responsible for some of the big sort of franchises. So Far Cry 6, they talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla um, is their kind of new one coming out. Hyperscape um, and also Watchdog Legion. So that's they're all coming up soon, uh, all on sort of next gen and current gen. So... Yeah. Yeah. So, so I cut this down. They're, they're, I, I didn't watch either. I've watched. I've watched some of the videos of these kind of games because these are the big ones. It was a yeah. three-hour event. Oh no, wow! Not, no, there's not way I'm watching that anyway. Then you know. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm sorry, Ubisoft. That's that's not going to happen. There was lots of mobile and lots of kind of you know what I call like arcade, you know, simpler titles. These were the biggies. Um, I, so I, I must admit, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. I don't think I've played since the first or second because to me it just was nailed on as a you're not going to do anything really different. But the, the the graphics on this were, oh well, wowzer! You know, they, they, they yeah, they do. Really nice. They've been used in a lot of PlayStation and Xbox marketing for you yeah, know, because it does look spectacular. So this this looked nice. And Watch Dogs. The interesting thing about this Watch Dogs is, um, this is the one set in London, and you can basically take over any character in the game. Yeah, but they've put that back quite a lot because they were already due to release it last I think. year. Yeah, and and yeah. they. After playtesting, I guess they decided it wasn't in, you know, they hadn't gone down far enough with the route they were going. And so now they have enhanced it and said it's going to be October. And and again, one of the, and I guess this is the, this is the danger with the big open world kind of games, you know, it's like focus and all that kind of good stuff. One of the feedback was that although you can play, you know, as, as anybody basically, they feel much the same, hmm. you know, which, which if you go back to maybe like, you know, like the early Gran Turismo games and even the first Forzas, it's like different cars didn't feel that different. They look different, but the handling model is a handling model. And I think it's only now you are seeing truly, you know, the games are really nailed, you know, to, to a real detailed level. Each of the different cars does feel, not saying accurate, but, you know, yeah, different. Yeah, it has. It's different. You can definitely feel different, yeah. And I just, I do wonder when I read that, it's like, yeah, how do you, although you can go and, you know, take part in any character, but so what? You know, am I... All of a sudden, if I take over some old, you know, granny, and we're going to be, oh, I can't run anymore, and I can't do this, and I can't do that, and my, you know, I can't look up because, you know, I, I don't think so. It just feels, a, a, you know, another gimmick. You're, you're basically saying you need to. They need the Alpha TZ2 to make it beautiful for A races with no, uh, no rain on streets. It, it it does make me want to go and play that because because <laughs> that when we found that car. 
it was it was that was a thing of lovely. beauty. It was, it's lovely. Um, so um it's just interesting that the games now just starting to heat up a little bit more. You know, so every kind of couple of days there's more little tidbits getting dropped about both PlayStation and um and you know Xbox games and as I said a week from now we'll have watched the event. I th- in a month's time they're going to be so tentative around they they both you can tell they both want to release pricing and start pre-order taking but they will not they're just not prepared to do it <laughs> the rumors at the start of july was that so microsoft were going to do it june around the e3 thing and i think you know black lives matters quite rightly put things back and they they then flipped and said we're still going to do a game event july but we're, but, but it's august and and not until then it was always known as august was playstation as well yeah. so i we're a couple of weeks away from there'll be a there'll be a day or two. It's where, like the jewel and and every, yeah, you know, yeah. the two the two people have walked into the pub and they're staring each other down and they're. Not, and I've still know. got in my head five six hundred quid. But I think they realise they also can't do that. And if the other guy, if the other you know uh, organisation does it a lot cheaper, you can't then say yours is that expensive. Or I'm, if you I'm, can, I'm you've s- got to backtrack pretty quick. I'm 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 scared because. <laughs> Because I'm looking at the Xbox and going, yep. And I'm thinking, yeah, when I'll buy one of the little fast cards in the back, which that's probably another 150, 200 quid. Yeah. Um, and, and then and I'm looking, it, yeah. at, I'm looking yeah, at the PlayStation and going, well, that'll probably need one of the fast cards as well because they've not talked about that. But boy, oh boy, does the headphones in the PlayStation look damn good? So I'll probably yeah, pick that up. At the end of the day, well. this, this is how weird the, you know, the world we live in. We now pay £1,000 for our phones and we don't really. Oh, that's, yeah, it's the next £1,000 phone. But we get to a console, which is effectively a full-size PC just shrunk down, uh, which we would pay two grand for, and we balk at paying anything more than two hundred and fifty quid for it. So it's weird how all the psychology yeah. of the history of consoles yeah. and how it all works. You're right, but but then I think there's a value thing that that these things are used all the time, every day, and the console isn't. But I'm just thinking, this the technology in it is yeah, well, you know. For me and you, it's 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 like yep. I've I've got my game budget. I've got my tech budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It's yeah. coming. Yeah, definitely. It is definitely it's, coming. Uh, it's trembling. <laughs> yeah, it's waiting, braced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, we'll call it at that point. Um, you can find out more about us and what we do. Digitaloutbox.com is our website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our uh, email address. Twitter is digitaloutbox, and we were able to tweet throughout because we don't have a blue tick. Ian, where can we find you? Um, I am on. Um, God, I was going to say Twitter there, and I thought, no, I don't usually do that. My website's iandick.com. That'll do. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I am Cheesy UK on Twitter. But equally, uh, if you fancy watching some online racing, uh, go and search caterandracer.com on YouTube and, and fill your boots. That's what I do now in my spare time when I'm not podcasting or working. When was your last race, which was Tuesday? Yep, Tuesday, Academy at Alton Park. So, at Techie? Tetchy, uh, just, just a little bit of jostling, but Robin's racing and all that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Had to make it, yeah. People, yeah, go go check it out. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah. When's your next race? Uh, there's going to be next Tuesday. So yeah, live I broadcast do. Tuesdays at eight thirty p.m. So uh, and I think I've, I've, I think I've said it before. So I quite enjoyed watching the virtual F one, but but what what impresses me about the you know the kind of racing you're doing the the racing level is really good. This is this is not. You know, like it's not like me picking up a joypad and having a go. Although I did have a go and realise how slow I was. But this is <laughs> this is people that have got you know they've got the racing rigs and the sims and they're proper racers and and they're hard at it. 
and, yeah, and there is variation good. in skill across across it but it's actually a, it's what 20 minutes a race 15 minute races but yeah yep. absolutely flat and out it, and intense yeah and, and they're really they're really watching yeah commentators aren't bad either hey there you go dulcet tones yeah so that's what i'm up to and i we will call it there shameless advertising it's time for tea so i will speak to you later ta-da goodbye I will just point out, no ice cream. No. Sad. Absolutely, absolutely Sad. gutted. Yeah. Built him up. Gave him his place. He, he, all he had to do was turn on that little, yeah. No. Typical. Didn't show. It's, it's been quite sunny. So, disappointing. I'll have words. <laughs>